When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the big one. It's Liverpool. It's Manchester United. I'm Chris. This is James, that's John, and that is Georgia joining you for this one. Um, James, we're coming up against Manchester United again, the only team uh, to take points off us in the league this season. Oh, that pisses me off, you know, when you say that, when it's Man United. <laughs> like, when it's Man United, out of all the teams, like, say we even go on and win every game this season, Man United will be that team that has them to, that, that just has that point over us, and it's just it's annoying. We need to just go out and smack them this game. Do, to be honest. do you think that's right? Do you think Jurgen will go out and try and prove a point and try and put a few past them while they're, they're sort of kicking while they're down type of thing, or do you think he'll be pragmatic about it? To be honest, yeah, I think Jurgen doesn't really care about the fact they drew with us. I think Jurgen just just cares about the overall success of the club, but. So I don't think his mentality will be like, oh, we drew it these last time, so this time we've got to go and smash them. Because Man United didn't they have a good game against Norwich the other week or something, beat them 4-0. You know, they're, they're coming in with momentum, you know what I mean? And we've just got to keep a level head and just do what we can to get the three points because that's just the most important thing. It's not about scoring four or five, it's just about keeping the streak going, you know, just getting more and more points, get further away from City and then just see where it takes us. John, from your perspective, what does this fixture mean to you? Not as much as it used to. Um, clearly, I still, still the Manx, you still want to beat them. It's still, um, you know, the rivalry is still there, but they're not a great threat to us, are they? So, you know, it means a lot less. If, if they were second in the table or third, you know, this would be a massive game. You know, it would be a, everyone would be talking about six-pointer and all that stuff, you know, but uh, at the moment, it doesn't really mean a thing. What about, sort of, obviously, it was before my time, you were obviously a Liverpool fan a lot longer. Um, when Liverpool were dominating in the 70s and 80s, was the fixture a big by, thing? We used to get beat by United all the time. They used to beat us. It was their game of the season. Was it still a big rivalry? It's a big rivalry, but not like... It wasn't as nasty as it's become. It's the same as the, the, with Everton. It, the rivalry was there, but it's much nastier now. Um, and I think a lot of it's to do with how few away supporters you get. So they tend to get baited a lot more when they come away. So you have a bad time when you go to United, just as they probably have a bad time when they come here because there's not many of them. Um, and the same with the Derby. Um, so uh, the rivalry is just getting nastier and nastier, I think. Um, so it'll always be there. It's just it means less now in terms of the, the league. That even if they happen to beat us, it'll be irrelevant. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Georgia, um, 
obviously Manchester United are coming in the next. They're not in great form, are they? I mean, I've got the I've got the stats here in front of me. Um, they have well, they won obviously against Norwich, um, but they've over the last six they drew with Everton, lost against Watford, beat Newcastle, beat Burnley, lost against Arsenal and beat Norwich. But they also drew with Wolves in the cup and lost to City in that in that sort of six game span as well. I mean, what what do you think the the main threats of this Manchester United side under Ali are? I mean, I think the only real threat they've got is Rashford and the young kids at the back, is it Williams? I mean, they've got some sort of youth coming through there and it is kind of exciting the way that they're playing, but I don't think United now have the threat that they used to even two seasons ago. When you compare it to the teams that we used to come up against, against like so Ronaldo and Tevez, and you'd be kind of nervous going into these games, but... I, I generally don't think Man United pose anything that Liverpool, A, haven't dealt with ten times worse than any of the games we've played or be that we can't handle. I, I think we could roll out the side that we played against Everton and give them a good game because I, I don't think that there's much there. The only thing that there is is the same as we said about the derby. It's a rivalry and people step things up. I think this is... For me, it's more of a rivalry than when we play Everton because we were such two big clubs and there's always um, lots at stake there. But that's the only fear, I think, is that Man United out of nowhere step their game up massively because it's Liverpool and Anfield. I think that'll always be a threat. But I mean, we've still got the um, rivalry <laughs> over how many titles you've won. You know, that's still there, isn't mm -hmm. it? So we've still got something to prove. So that's, that's the one thing. <coughs> Excuse me. The thing about that City game, it was only two games ago and they were totally outplayed. They were made to mm -hmm. look like idiots. City know, stepped City. off the gas in that game as well. Yeah, mm -hmm. City really did take you know, take them to the cleaners. And that's what I mean. If we played that size that, that were against City, and that's what I mean when I say we could play the we could play the lads that we played against Everton and they would give that side a run because they were so out of shape, they were so it was like they just weren't on the same page at all. But if we played the side that, you know, was true against Wolves that's beat Norwich, then no, we need to we need to make sure that we're on it. James, I think, you know, it's quite easy to get overconfident at times mm -hmm. and I, I don't actually see it as overconfidence. I see it just as what deserved. I think this Liverpool side, you know, has has just a historic run. Yeah, uh, historic start to the Premier League season. If we're still calling it a start, because mm. um, we're we're more than halfway into the into the league now. But Rashford is going to be the danger man, and he's caused those problems before. He's caused Trent problems and, and stuff like that in the past. Is he someone that you know you recognise as a great player? But Liverpool have got enough to deal with. Yeah, I think the way that like us as Liverpool fans like perceive Rashford is very different to how other Premier League fans will. So, like mm. for example, if you're a Spurs fan. You might look at Rashford, even though they've got Kane and Son and all that, you might look at Rashford and think he'd improve our team, he'd add something. Whereas I look at Rashford, I think he's a good player, I think he's a threatening player, but when I think of my One team and when them. I think that we've got the best defence in the league, the best defence in the world of that fact, we've, we've got a great attack as well. All of our attackers are better than Rashford. I think I can say that with Chester as well. And then when you look at all these aspects and put them together... I, I don't. I can't fear Rashford. Like if this is Messi, then yeah, you can fear Messi because he's the he's the greatest player. But it's one of them. Like, do you know what I mean? Rashford he's, just he's good. He's not as good as ours. I think as yeah. well with Rashford, it depends when he decides to turn up, and it depends on a lot of players around him because he's not a player that can always he can in spells, but 
you look at Mane, for instance, and you think even if, you know, Bobby's having an off game or whoever's in the tens having an off game, he will make something. Sometimes I think Rashford, he needs another player around him that is going to make something. He can't really do it by himself. On his own, no, and that's nothing to him. It, it's generally just the side that he's in because you looked when he played the other week and the runs that he's making and the things, and he's not getting the ball because people aren't seeing that. And I think that's, that all depends again is what what mindset he's in and what who's around him. John, I think, you know, for me anyway... I, Tell me if you disagree. I'd imagine that Manchester United are going to come into Anfield. They're probably going to sit back. They're going to play on the counter. It's what suits their players. It's what they've had best success with against against better sides as well. Like Liverpool from a couple of years ago. Um, are we playing into their hands? Or are, they, or are we not bothered either way? I don't know. Um, I mean, they may be emboldened by the fact that they, that they should have beaten us at Old Trafford. Um, I think they outplayed us for most of the game, didn't they? And I think if they come with that mentality, we're going to absolutely slaughter them. So I think you know they'll, they'll be sensible, like you say, and sit back. Now, I, they might. They didn't play James the other day, but uh, <clears throat> if they play him and Rashford, they're going to have a lot of pace, and they're going to hope to get behind our fullbacks, aren't they? As we as we go forward, but not many not many players um, manage to do that successfully because. Gomez and um, Van Dijk are really, really fast, aren't they? So, um, I see it as one of them where it's it's a re- so, like I, I watch a lot of NFL. People will know this, and sometimes you just get two teams that match up really well, and they're not going to change for each other. So mm. Liverpool are going to go and try and dominate possession. Manchester United are going to sit back and try and hit them on the counter, and that actually sometimes makes for a better game when yeah. they're both playing the the plan A almost. And I can't see either side changing from that, if I'm honest. And it should be quite an exciting game. I think Manchester United will be under pressure for large periods of the game. But they will cause us a couple of issues on the break. And as John says there, I think Gomez and Van Dijk are going to be key. People yeah. always say, and I disagree with this, you know, they're trying to exploit the foot. They, 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 you know, they, they're going to get at Trent. It's not about that for me. Mm. They're trying to isolate Gomez or Matip if he's there, utilising the space that Trent vacates. That's not getting at Trent. That's just trying to get a way through Liverpool's system, yeah. isn't it? I think as well, because we do have such attacking full-backs, that's the logical way for teams to break us down, is you know attack the gaps that they leave. But the fact I've yet to see a side actually do that and break us down through that, because, like you said, you've got Van Dijk and Gomez, who are so fast and so like spatially aware that it, it never really happens. And I don't think Man United's will be the team that suddenly offers something that other teams are going to be like, oh, look, like this is how we break Liverpool down. I think they'll be trying to copy what bits and bobs that others have done. Yeah, yeah I think I think their only chance is if, I, if Rashford can isolate one of our defenders because he's good enough to go past anyone. Mm. And if he gets past someone, he, he can shoot and score. So I think that's the only real danger. And I think if we can, <clears throat> uh, if our centre-backs are on their game, we should be OK. They're the only team that, you know, I do remember a couple, I think, you know, Napoli have obviously exploited us and Sheffield United, I think, did really well against us in the yeah. in our away game at their grounds. But that, the difference there is they play two strikers and I think that's much, it's much easier to isolate the two centres if you've got two lads on them mm. because you knock the ball into space, one goes into that space, drags Matip out, the other runs to the back post. And then you've got Matip, it was against Sheffield United, I'm thinking of, one-on-one, if he can get round him, 
he's got loads of time to get a shot off. Mm -hmm. but, but against Sheffield United, he wasn't able to get round them or Allison or Adrian, I think it might have been, would have made the save and stuff. Um, one of the one things I want to discuss before we take a little break and we talk about the preferred 11s and stuff was two, actually. Um, obviously, Oxlade-Chamberlain, James, started yeah. against Spurs. Yeah. Now, we've got... You know, Fabinho's back in training, Matip's back in training, Lovren's close to coming back, Keita and Milner look like they're both going to be out for this game. Yeah. Is there any other thing you do in this game, or do you think Ox just starts again? I think Oxlade makes sense. I think, you know, try and get him a run of games, you know what I mean? Mm. He plays well whenever he does come in, he puts in a shift, and, and you know, I think he was sound against Spurs myself. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing him get another however many minutes, 70 minutes or whatever, and, and just show us what he can do sort of thing, because it's a big game. You know, Spurs was a big game probably personally for him, you know, coming from Arsenal and stuff like that. This will be a big game because he plays for Liverpool Football Club, and I'd like to see what he does in it, because even though it might not be what it used to be or whatever, it's still a huge mm. game. It's still a game that I certainly want to win because of the first fixture, where, like you said before, they, they outclassed us in the, in the 90 minutes. I want us to turn up and show them the Liverpool we've been all season, and I think Oxlade is more than good enough to be one of them threats. Yeah, I the, think as well, like you look at the United, like you've got Matic who started the last game, whether or not he starts, and Fred. I think Oxlade Chamberlain, like every day of the week, is, is outperforming and outclassing them too. And you look at them, and neither of them kind of have that explosiveness or pace that, you know. Oxlade has so like it, it makes sense logically for him to be playing against them too to to exploit that. Can I, can anyone see uh, Minamino starting the Man United? He started against Everton. Well, um, can he start against Minamino, John? I can think he start against Man United. The, the, the only way he'll start is if Jürgen decides to do what Georgia alluded to and play a side like he played against Everton. Show mm. United as little respect as that. I think that's the only way Minamino is going to get a game. He might be on the bench because he's a, probably a nice little player to bring on later, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, I know. In I... terms of Ox, I mean, I've heard a lot of speculation that Klopp was unhappy with his second half performance the other day, and that's why he took him off. I'm not really, I don't really buy that, but I think him and Lallana are really the only other fit players, aren't they, for midfield? So one or other of them is going to play at the start, and the other one's going to come on. Well, Alana's a shout. What do you think of Alana? Because he scored in the last game and he played mm. well when he came on. He, he was a real big impact. So maybe, even though I, I, me personally, I'd like to see Ox more. I think Lallana, if, if I did see him start, I wouldn't be upset. Do you know Especially with the rest of the Everton game the as well. Thing. You know, mm. with exactly. like, Lallana's been brilliant all season oh, long. Yeah. And, you know, you still kind of. Well, I, I forgot about him. That's why I wasn't yeah. talking about him. I genuinely forgot about him, but that's disrespectful because he's been absolutely superb for us. Uh, if you had to pick a key man, uh, James, who would it be? For us? Yeah. It's hard to answer that type of question. If I had to say for in this game in particular, I think probably one of the front three. I'll say Manny because, you know, he's me boy, in it. Um, you know, obviously, I think one thing about... But no, on a serious note, though, as well, yeah. Like, all jokes aside, I, I think... Definitely. Man United's defence isn't that great. Did they no. see something about Shaw being out as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Then, you know, they, they're not even going to have to stand the stock. The left back they play that was better than them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. And that, that's Me the thing. I, I was looking at it and going, look, I know Bobby's in great form at the moment, and he has been, but it, they tend to go a few games and then someone else steps up. So for me, it feels like Salah will probably be the key man because of it being Williams, because Shaw's not there, because you can get at that left side of the yeah. defence. And I think. I'd be looking at Salah, but you can't I take think, anything away from Firmino. I think Mane, Mane wan is going to be a real battle, isn't it? Yeah. Whoever comes out on top of that will go a long way to, to the result of the game. But it's hard for me to see past Trent. In every game these days, he has so much of the ball. Mm. 
and he does so much with it. Um, I, I think as well, like, although Bobby, and usually Bobby has a good run of spells and then dips and then back up, but, like, you look at him against Harry Maguire or, you know, Lindelof, and I, I'd say, like, I just think he'll do really well against that back. And whether that means, in turn, Salah's the one that kind of shines, like we did against Newcastle earlier in the season, but I think Bobby will be back in that role of creating things again, which I think will be exciting. Cool, right, well, we've got a little clip lined up for you uh, from yesterday's Reds transfer roundup on the redmentv.com. It is £5 a month, you get your first month free, so have a little watch of this and see what you think. You know, it's only 256 minutes on the pitch. You know, he's got 10 appearances. You go, oh, 10. 10 is a good, solid number. But like, there's three of them with the, with the start of the season when he came off the bench in like, the Charity Shield. He got like five, five minutes, six minutes, four minutes or whatever. Yeah. He's got one minute in the Club World Cup final. He got another minute at the, uh, at the weekend. Was, was there a game where he was ready to come on and he just didn't come on because the, the game know, stopped? Well, this is the yeah, point. Yeah. So, you know, the minutes are important, I think, in this. But the point is, he's not got so few minutes because he's crap. Or because he spat his dummy out, or whatever. As far as we know, and, and Klopp was very clear in this, wasn't he, Ross? Before Christmas, when he was asked about this, he's like, "How has he been angling for a move? Has he sat around kicking his heels? No, he's been injured. You know, and the fact is, he doesn't play in ninety minutes until the derby. But that he plays the Merseyside derby, that he plays ninety minutes, tells you how important he is. He's just the, the thing is, I don't think we trust him in midfield." And that's fair. But yeah. we've got a bu- an abundance of options in midfield. Is he going to play in place of Oxley Chamberlain, Lalana, Henderson, Cater, Wijnaldum? Probably not. So he's playing in either, mo- or most likely, Salah's position, if you want to k- keep with the inverted thing. Or he's playing in Mane's position. Well, you're talking about the two drink top goalscorers in the Premier League last season. He's not going to get, he's not just going to come in and oust those lads. He's going to have to wait for his opportunity by this time, maybe. For rotation, but also maybe if one of those lads goes down injured. Yeah, as I say, that's available on the RedmenTV.com. Uh, we're also bringing out an opposition preview with Stephen Housen from Full Time Devils. Uh, ahead of that, that'll be on YouTube. Here's a little clip. Bit of Schadenfreude there, I have to admit, when I look at and see an Man United not doing well, but I find it balmy. How, how, are, you, how are you with it all at the moment? Because I, it feels like there's two. The fan base is going to be divided because you've got a bunch of fans who will remember it being boss and because it's not that, it's shit and it's not good enough. And then I suspect there's probably another group who are probably less vocal because you have to be, who are bought, maybe buy, uh, who have to buy into what, whether you want to or not, you're bought into what Solskjaer is trying to do. I think the fan base is divided in everything except the Glazers. Yeah. That the Glazers are clear. I know you guys have seen it. You've mm. seen it when you literally... What changed realistically for you guys in the last 10 years? Yeah, it was ownership. It. And it was ownership. And not only was it ownership, it was the structure behind the scenes. You've gone from below him cash, and you guys spent more than we did in the 90s and the 90s. I yeah. think I've got across both. Uh, and I had nothing to show for it. At the minute, United are spending money crazy, but we have literally nothing to show for it. Like, what's our big signings that we've had recently? Di Maria? Well, he doesn't play for United. Uh, Pogba? Might as well not play for United. Lukaku, but you don't play for United. So where's all this big money that was? You know, we are spending. Okay, Harry Maguire, we've still got Wan Bissaka was a big, a big deal, but we've still got them. But ultimately, all of this money that we spent isn't at the club or doesn't play for the club. Yeah, we are not spending money in um, a logical sense that looks like it fits a plan. Solskjaer at the minute has a horrific team for the money that's been spent on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team that he's able to put. We don't know what team we're able to put out. 
uh, that makes any sort of sense whatsoever because it's just a case of like the first 11 guys to walk into the changing rooms, you're getting a shirt because it's that bad. And the fact that it is that Sunday bad, league rules, yeah. just trying to grab a number. First 11 in, just yeah. does it fit? Get it on, right? Like that's the, the situation that we're in at the minute is because we haven't had any sort of structure, we're still playing with Fergie's players. You know, and that was, it feels like a long time ago now, but it was literally in football a hell of a long time ago mm. that we've still got Fergie's players stinking up the place still in Ashley Young and, and Phil Jones and not so much in De Gea, but you know, there's still elements of Fergie's squad in there. You've still got David Moyes signing in there in one matter. You've still got Louis van Gaal signings. You've still got, obviously, you're going to have Jose Mourinho signings. So this isn't Oli's side. There's three players in there that are Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's plus a handful of youngsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking earlier, weren't we? We were talking about the the leadership that, that Chelsea side's got, yeah. that we just don't have anything to compare to. Our World Cup winning midfield maestro is a bit of a fucking bellend yeah. and doesn't want to be here. Yeah. So where's the, the people that are dragging the standards up? Right, back into it then. Uh, preferred 11s. I can't imagine there's going to be too much of a talking point here. I mean, we've we've kind of discussed the Lalana Oxley chamberlain thing. You're probably not resting any of the full-backs. Matip's probably not coming back in. The front three's probably going to stay the same. Is anybody going to pick Lalana over Oxley chamberlain Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I think... I feel like with the way you you kind of put it more in me head before as well that he has we have kind of overlooked Lalana this season. I feel I, I do think that he has shown more than enough to at least earn a chance in this game. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
not just because he scored last time, but also the other things that he's done, like he said about his performance against Everton, he was the man of the match in that game, he controlled it, and I feel like overlooking players like Lallana can be the thing that gets you like a point in a game sort of thing, do you know what I mean? I think Lallana's a vital player, I really do, and I think if he does start this game and he plays how he has been playing against teams like Everton and stuff like that, bearing in mind he's not playing with kids this time, he's playing with mm. the first team, he can show more of his quality, then... For that I'd reason, I'm going to give Lallana just a chance. I'd rather see him start than come on. That's what I mean. And I'd rather see Ox come on than start. Because I, I feel like Ox just has more of an impact coming on than yeah, what Lallana would. But. Yeah, I just feel like that that's it exactly. I think Lallana coming on is a different player than Lallana starting the game and seeing a game. He kind of controls it in there and you forget how good he is on the ball. I think he would be, if now now's the end, more than any time that he should really get a show. And the opposite, I'd rather see Ox start. I like the way he takes up space and that when he finds space, he generally tends to get a shot away. So I think he's more likely to get your goal. And if they're, if they're parking the bus, then you, know, you, know, you, need, you actually need that, I think. Yeah, sometimes it's good to just take a sort of sighter from distance and stuff. And we know the hay is probably one of the top players in the world. I do think they both play, and I think it, it, it's one starts and the other one comes on. It's as yeah. simple as that. Like first yeah, sub or something. It felt to me against Spurs that that sub was getting done regardless. And it, it, I, I was really pleased. I said this to Paul after the game. I don't know whether I said it on video or something or whether we were just chatting. But for me, you know, when, when you're 1 0 up away from home, and you're doing subs that you've probably already planned. Tells you how much confidence you've got on your side. It didn't really matter yeah. that it was a close game. We were going to make that sub because we trust the lads, and that shows a lot of trust in Lalana, but also in Oxley Chamberlain and stuff to be able to play him for the full seventy. Um, so uh, one of the things we need to talk about is some of the rival fixtures and stuff. Um, Spurs away at Watford, James. Who's going to win that one, mate? Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because Watford need points because they're in that bottom three and then Spurs obviously need points because they're doing crap. But they're in bad form as well, do you know what I mean? So like, I'm going to go with Watford myself at home as well, home I, advantage. I think they stay up. And I said this as soon as the manager... As soon as I saw them play us, mm. I thought they're too good to go down. That's what I mean. Yeah. And and you've seen since they've started to gather points. Since Deeney came back as well, they've yeah. kind of they've shown got, more They've fun. got good players, haven't they? And they haven't had a manager who can actually make them play properly until now. And they're not in the bottom, bottom three anymore, are they? Are they out of it now? Yeah, yeah. No, no, don't look past the gap to second very often when I look at the league table, if I'm honest. Pretty much. Okay, it's still massive sound. Let's move on then. <laughs> don't need to look at the league table anymore. <laughs> uh, Arsenal, Sheffield United then, John. Tough game for Arsenal. But Arteta's got to play some nice that, That's not a win, I don't think, for Arsenal. It no. might be a draw. Um, because they're pretty good. They don't lose away, do they? Except when they come to us, they don't lose away. Sheffield United. Sheffield United so. got one of the best away records in the league. I'd say yeah. Sheffield United. Sheffield United win. Yeah, I, like I just it. don't think Arsenal deal with it. Yeah, and I think that's why against us as well they played so well. Is because we they're the first side they've ever done something where like we don't quite know what's going on here. I don't think Arsenal do well against them. I, I fancy Arsenal to win this one, if I'm honest. Um, City Palace then. Um, <coughs> Go on, Georgia. Who's going to win this one? I think and that's how many is City going to win? City all day, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a five-six. I, I just wouldn't. Because well, five-six no. as a score. Yeah. City five. Yeah. Chris Palace six. <laughs> I hope that would be surprising. Palace won there last year. Forty years. Palace, Palace won there last year. He's never scored six in the game. No, no, yeah, no. He might have scored six in a season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they did win there last year, didn't they, Palace? Yeah. But I can't imagine they'll do it again. No, 
not no no unfortunately not um west ham everton um Moise against his old club. <laughs> Isn't it mad the way Moise got sacked like 18 months ago from them and now he's back? And it's um, all about bringing back Fellaini. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, have you seen them links? He loves getting the old band back together. Oh. It's what he's always tried to do, <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't it? It's just his MO. Watch your bell out and he'll be like, hey, Miguel, just one more. Get your boots on, back on, lads. You've got it still in the system. I reckon, um, I reckon West Ham can get a result here. Moise to mock Evan. Chapman. I can't see it myself. Two lots Can of you? mediocrity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got. I think this has got to roll nil, nil. over it. Yeah, <laughs> nil nil. Not even a score draw. Nil nil. Uh, Newcastle, Chelsea. Um, Chelsea and United. Obviously, you know, with those playing Manchester United, this is quite uh, interesting because Chelsea have been in a little bit of indifferent form. I think they're starting to see that youthful players are going to be inconsistent. They can be good players, but they're going to be inconsistent. They've started to drop a few points. The gap to Manchester United is five points. Manchester United, against us, you know they need to win because they need to close that gap. They need top four. We saw the Delaware money table is still there, but everyone's closing them now. John, I think, how big is <coughs> it, do you think, for Manchester United to get top four this season? Well, if they don't stop the slide soon, I think they're in trouble, serious trouble financially. And they've, they've been a powerhouse, haven't they, for, for what, 20, 30 years? And they've always stolen the march on everyone. But you, you, it has to be built on success. If you're not successful, it all starts to drip away. If you're not in the Champions League, you're missing out on 30, 40 million a year. But no one can afford that forever. Yeah, who wants well, to play yeah. at United now? I think that's the thing as well. You look at United and they're such like a global brand which people kind of take the piss out of, but they are. You, anywhere you go in the world, they will know Man United and that's because they've been so successful. And, OK, not winning the Prem for however long, that's OK, but they need to be in Europe at least because they need to be that team that everybody knows and nobody's really going to keep knowing them if they're still in Europa Arsenal League. It's exactly. They were in the Champions League, they were still being able to sign players and stuff, you're exactly right. I, I heard, think we forget that we had this. I heard, you know, I heard well, people saying after United, after Ferguson had gone and United had a couple of years where they didn't really do much, we won't be like Liverpool, we'll, you know, we'll turn it round, won't be any problem. And I remember that's what we thought after two or three years of it not being really good, thinking, well, it'll happen any day. Mm. It'll happen any day. And suddenly you're 10 years and you haven't won anything and then it's 15. And that's the problem. They've so got, we're six years now yeah. for Manchester United. I'd hazard a guess that in the next four, they're not going to win a league title. Mm. I think that's a, a conservative bet at best. Mm. Then you're looking at, well, Solskjaer's four years in. Are they going to move on? Did he start something fresh? You look at Arsenal. 15 years since they've won a league title. Mm. Crazy. That's catching up to us. Absolutely crazy. They're halfway to what we're, we're at now. You and this is it. the thing. Go on, you carry on, sorry. And this is the thing. So you, you, you look at it and you go, so easy to just spin. I think Liverpool were probably overconfident in the early 90s because, and, and think this, and I think Manchester United think this, because we're a big club, we will get back to winning ways. Mm. And it doesn't work like that. Landscapes change. The Premier League changed the first division and we never caught up. We were never That's... as commercially, savvy, commercially savvy as Manchester United. Now football has changed again. You know, you have to have, have athletes, you have to be technical, you have to have all the money in the world at the same time. You have to be playing European football. Right, back season staff, in. everything. Mm. And, and so can Manchester United catch That's up? That's the I'm thing sure. about the league though as well. It, it's no longer, you know, we joke when we say about Palace City, but Palace... 
still may have an upset. You cannot anymore go to a, a team that you know in the bottom half of the table and think it's an easy game because the fact is it's a lot tighter than that now. It, it there are no easy games in it. Well, between sixth and like whatever, it's like like I swear between like sixth and twelfth, it's, it's literally like second. like so yeah. like so little points. But like you, you were back, saying about right at the, top. Yeah, the thing like, is though, I mean, you used to win the title with mid eighty points, eighty five, mm. eighty two, eighty eight. What did Leicester win it with? 86, 86 yeah. 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 Nowadays, I mean, it, it may well happen again, but at the moment, it looks like you have to have over 90 points mm. as a minimum to, you know, to get anywhere near the title. In the conversation, yeah. There's something like, I think there was a clip, of, like, it was on like a different channel of you and um, Howison from Full Time Devils, and you yeah, were telling them, yeah, you were telling them exactly what is happening to Man United right now. Mm. You said, you just don't see it coming yet, though, because you've just won this Europa yeah. League, and you you think you're doing all right, you think you're getting back to it, but you're actually not. You're actually just, this is just kind of like sort of a, a static moment in Man United's sort of history, yeah. and it's shown right now that they're just going like Gary that. Gary Neville said as well that Ollie's now got. The side that he's inherited is more like the side that Jurgen Klopp started with at Liverpool than it was Pep at City. I think United don't... Fans are kind of realising that now, but I think because they saw they had, you know, Pogba and Rashford and De Gea and go, it's like, yeah, but everybody else is kind of cool so now. They're kind of, you know, all right. They're not world-class anymore. I think, I, think, I think I looked back a couple of years ago with the great sides and, and all the Premier League winning sides and every single one of them had a fantastic spine. That's the one thing that every great side has had and, you know, from Schmeichel to, to Pallister and Bruce to Keane or Ince in the centre and a centre-forward and Cole or someone like that who's banging in goals. City had it with company and uh, Silver and Aguero. Arsenal, you know, Adams, Vieira, Henri, all of them mm. had that. And yet, I think that, funnily enough, is how you get to 85 points. You, you just need the great spine. Mm. To hit the 90s and the 100s, you need eight, nine world-class players. And that's probably the they, difference They, they used me. to say you need three world-class players to win the title. Now, you look at Liverpool, as you say. It's 11. Yeah, yeah. they're just all world-class players. Mm. <laughs> And there's, there's not much that you can do about it. And the funny thing is, and I was talking, I was on another show yesterday, um, and I, I've, I've flowed to the point to a Manchester United fan, and I don't think he agreed with me, but we were never going to agree really, were we? My, my, my sort of point was, look, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer might be a good manager. He, he might well be, but I, a, I don't think he should be learning on the job at Manchester United, just like I don't think managers should be learning on the job at Liverpool or Manchester City or one of the bigger clubs. But B... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer might be a really good counter-attacker manager. At some point, if you want to win the league, you have to change that. You cannot win the Premier League by playing like Manchester United because teams will just sit back, which is what we had three years ago, two years yeah. ago. They just sit back and go, there are going to be days where you can't break them down. You, you, we're not going to let you counter-attack us. So then you have to change. You have to do what Guardiola's done. You have to do what Klopp's done. You have to build a side that can win in different ways. And that, for me, is why Ole Gunnar Solskjaer won't be successful at <coughs> Manchester United because I don't know whether he can do that. But that's what we said about Liverpool. Is, like you said, that was us like three, four years ago. Was That's why Sheffield United, when we played them, it was the best game. Because it was like, yeah, you can sit off and, you, and we'll just play the sport. We'll just play it round and we'll break us down. There's no way now, 
Man United could knock a ball about and, and break a team down. I don't think I think they crumble into themselves if you give them that space. So I, I don't think that there's it, it, the only way to see it is that if somehow Oli could adapt and change, which like I said, I don't think he's got mm. the experience or the, the side to do that. I mean, it's 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 sort of skewed thinking that if you bring back an old player and try and get back to the values of the club and all that, all that stuff, that that will everything will work out. And what what they seem to be missing is that everything's changed, mm. and it doesn't matter what they were like ten years ago because football is now totally different. They need a manager who understands. They need a Klopp. Yeah. Basically, who understands what the modern Football game today. is. Mm. Yeah, and, and and Solskjaer doesn't have. I don't think he has the skills. You look at what he's done, you know, at Mulder and Cardiff and stuff. He's not good enough. No, and yeah, look, I'm seeing assistant managers doing better jobs than him. You look, I, you know, I think about and I do compare it to Liverpool all the time because obviously Sunesh wasn't part of the boot room as such, but he played for them. And but that, that was the same out. mentality. Yeah. Bring back someone who gets us back to doing what we do as a club, forgetting the fact that we'd totally missed it's the boat. Exactly, so that's the point. You've got to start your own. You've got to start a new boot room or something like that, and maybe that's what Klopp, and if Linders takes the, takes over, you've started it fresh, you've started it from scratch again, and uh, yeah, I think I think you're all spot on. What were you going to say then, Jordan? Like that's It's like keeping Fergie around, like it's the same mentality of we'll bring back the glory days if we keep... I think with Liverpool, we were willing... And although at times we were like, oh, we were willing to take the flack of, you know, oh, Jürgen just runs around and hooks his players. Oh, you know, this happens, that happens. We were willing to take that because we were gradually seeing certain change within the Liverpool side. And now we're like, well, look, it works. I don't think Man United fans would be willing to take five, six years of, you know, building and because the, the, the fact is they've already done that with Dolly at the moment and it's not working mm. so I don't think the, the, the change would need to happen really soon to keep the fans on board with what could be the change of the club and I look at it and you, you, you see them whinging about Woodward and I can absolutely see why he's mm. got no right to be in the job that he's in picking players and all that type of stuff he's a commercial guy and he's apparently very good at it and he looks like he's very good at it because they're still making money when they've been crap um, but they really need to just go yeah Ed, you run the commercial side of the business, we're going to get some football yeah. people in to run mm. the football side. And I think, actually, it's a testament to how good Sir Alex Ferguson was that over nearly seven or eight years of that ownership, he was still able to win in spite of it. Because now you're seeing managers who can't win yeah. in spite of the ownership. That's what he needs. That's what the character he was. And he was so like tough-skinned and he was with the press and things. He was a brutal character. Because when you think what was going on behind the scenes and things like that, he, he had to be. Do you think he could come back now? and do as good as a job. I mean, obviously, it's a different team and stuff like that, but from where he started at Man United years, years back to now, do you think he could come back? Say, if, you know, obviously, if God gave him the time on the earth to do it, then you know what I mean? Like, if he, if he could have a good whatever years at Man United, do you think he could come back and actually do what he done last time? you know time? what? I, I, I don't know the answer. I don't think... I think football may have moved on, but I think the, the one quality that Sir Alex Ferguson probably had better than anybody else is he changed his number two all the time. When football changed, his number two changed. He had feeling, he had kid, he had that Cabrera or something, the Portuguese fella. Obviously, that's not how you pronounce his name. Steve McLaren. He had Steve McLaren. <laughs> but he did that. And that's what, look at Spurs and Pochettino. They stopped hearing him. They stopped hearing his coaching methods. That's yeah. what Ferguson did. He changed his number two and he kept the team on top. Yeah. So 
he was just a figurehead at the end. Yeah. The, co- the coaches were different, manager. and, that, and that's, I, that yeah. take, that's a humble person to be able to do that when you've had the success. And that's what we've got in Klopp. Yeah. He recognises the role that his coaching staff do for him and that he can't do it without them. It's but the he, can, with, he can shift the team. I think too many managers get the lines crossed between manager and coach. And it's very European now that you see, you know, head coach, assistant coach, like things like... I think Klopp's nailed it because he's a brilliant coach, but he's also a brilliant man-manager and he knows how to manage a group of players. And I think Ferguson did exactly that. He knew how to manage a group of players. He knew his coaching, but at the same time, he knew when to hand that over to someone else to say, no, you know best in this circumstance. Whereas I think too many, you know, I think that was maybe part of the problem with Everton. Maybe sometimes I think that's maybe where Pep has, has gone wrong and why Arteta was so good in that role because it was be good to see what's going on at City now. But I think that's the, you need as a manager, I think you need to be able to manage and also step away from, from coaching and too involved. So the other thing Klopp's done is he's distanced us from the past. Yeah. He's, he keeps telling people there's nothing for us in the past. It's got to be the future. And he's even managed the crowd. The crowd thought they were still the greatest fans in the world and we had the greatest team even though we weren't winning. He told them they weren't. Basically, he basically said, you're all rubbish. You're all leaving too early. You don't believe we're going to win games if we can see the goal. And, and who, who else would have got away with that? And he's done that. And he's made us better fans. And he's made the club have a new future. You know, it's a whole, completely, if you're talking about the boot room, he's so moved us away from that mentality. Brilliant. Yeah, OK. Well, um, so Chelsea or Newcastle? <laughs> Newcastle. Oh, as well, I just came Newcastle. from Chelsea and Newcastle. How does it that lead into that? Church and I watch, we can't care what's going on in the rest of the league. Why are you talking about Man United for that? For that? Oh, because I went... it involves Man United. Yeah, the, the, t- the, the race for fourth place, it, it could all yeah, came yeah. from. I think oh. Newcastle have turned the corner, haven't they, a bit, and uh, they started scoring goals, so I think Newcastle... Newcastle, OK. Chelsea, Nicky. Chelsea for me, uh, Burnley Leicester. I can't. See, I can see only one winner, and it's Brendan Rodgers men and Liverpool United. And I'm going to ask you not only for who is going to be the winner, James, but what is the score going to be? Well, the winner is obviously going to be the mighty Reds Liverpool, and then the score is going to be a nice little cheeky three 0 in my opinion. Five nil. <laughs> oh, say less. That's brilliant. That is marvellous. That is exactly what I wanted to hear on. What day is it? Why have I just done that? I haven't got to watch on. What day is it? Uh, uh, I don't know. A glorious <laughs> Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. A glory. That is exactly. Oh, I love that. To who? <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool reserve. No um, Yeah, Liverpool are going to win. We're going to batter them. I think we're just going to come out and annihilate them. Okay. Yeah, 3-0, I think. 3-0. 1-0 Liverpool, late winner. <sighs> Sorry, so what? I'll take that as well. Whatever one it is, whatever we're talking about. Win, here. It's, it's, it's what it's all about. As long as we don't drop more points to Manchester United, I'll be happy. I and Jones on goal. And do you know what? <laughs> if you're a Man United fan and you're watching this and you do draw, it's going to be bigger for you than it is for us. We're not going to be asked that much, are we? Like, you know what I mean? It shows how much you've fallen. Um, but anyway, thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to check out the Red Transfer Roundup and the RedmenTV.com. Uh, that free subscription is there. You get about 30 hours of entertainment. Like this video, subscribe to the Red Men TV, and we'll see you next time. Ta-ra. <laughs>